Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Coaching Radio. We are humble, happy hosts broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. So, Julie, the show we did yesterday on the facts about millionaires, you know, I mm-hmm. received a few interesting emails where people were like really stunned and amazed. And the recurring theme on that, uh, uh, on their, what they were really surprised about, was the fact that so few people have a million dollars in net worth. Remember, guys, this wasn't a million in cash. This was a million dollars just in net worth. Could have been from a house or whatever. By the time they were 40. And it was interesting because a lot of the emails I got, people were like relieved, you know, because they're like, oh, my God, I thought I was a failure because I'm 45. And I'm, you know, and I, I thought that was really interesting. It's telling how much, um, I don't know, myth, lies, BS, mm-hmm. but we use whatever word you want to. Yeah, so guys, if you missed that show, go back and listen to that yesterday. I thought it was, you know, I thought it was interesting. A lot of you thought it was interesting. And I bet you you're going to listen to it and you're going to realize that you're more on track with your financial life, your financial health, than maybe you give yourself credit for. Um, If you didn't listen to it, I'll give you guys a little secret. Most people don't become single-digit millionaires, one million, um, and, you know, at all. If they do, they don't do it until they're like, I think it was 60 or 63 or something. Um, mm-hmm. And here's the other thing. I, I mean, I'm just still I'm reeling from having read emails about people's reaction. The fact is, and here's another little mythical thing. Now, you guys can find information that's going to counter this, but still, most uh, millionaires in the United States, there's like 500,000 new single-digit millionaires last year formed, don't work for themselves. Now, that that was surprising. Because mm-hmm. we've always been told, well, you want to work for yourself, you want to have your own business. Now, they, for the vast majority of them, they didn't work for themselves. They, you know, I mean, not in the sense that they're self-employed, but they may have had, like, a side job, or they may have done something else in addition to their main job. Well, the one commonality amongst all these guys was that they were disciplined savers, and they had savings as a goal. They had uh, having net worth as a goal. They had that as something that was an omnipresent focus in their lives, not just something that would happen eventually. They had a plan. They stuck to it. You know, they did what they did want to do when they didn't want to do it at the highest level for decades, and then they got there. So I thought that was kind of – I thought it was interesting. I thought, you know, your guys' reaction especially was interesting. Did you get any interesting emails, Julie? I have lots of interesting emails, and I think, uh, you know, it's all like who are you listening to and what are your own personal expectations. I had had the thought that, you know, some people's perception is that a millionaire is like the new $100,000 heir. you got to remember how much money that is and how much work and effort and, uh, you know, discipline it takes to save over the years, it's it's so uh, – what was the percent? I don't have it in front of me, but it's so few people that just simply inherit that money. Most of them are yeah. self-made in this generation, right. and I think that was a big myth that's out there too. It was, it, was, yeah. it was like 87%, Julie. So 87% mm-hmm. created their own wealth and inherited nothing of the 500,000 people that became millionaires last year. 87% basically had done it all on, on their own. You know, mm-hmm. so someone t- someone told me that they thought the uh, the radio show wasn't motivational, 
And I thought I could, couldn't understand why they'd think that. I mean, it was informational more than it was motivational, I suppose. But then mm-hmm. I started thinking about it. And um, here's the reason I think that Julie and I were wanting to share that information with you guys. is because so many of you have these artificial, okay, I'm this particular age. I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to stop trying. I'm never going to basically have any kind of financial health or financial independence in my life. I'm just going to basically say, oh, that's, I've waited too long. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, actually, Julie, this was the, the secondary show. We need to write about that. Uh, when you understand that a vast majority of people basically take decades before they accumulate a million dollars, and you find yourself at a point where you're thinking, well, shit, I'm just going to sleep in today. I'm not going to, you know, do the work I don't want to do because I don't feel like doing it, you know, and that's become your mantra right. for life. You know, and then you realize that the people that do create that financial independence for themselves so they don't have to, you know, do some of the things that, you know, people that don't create it will have to do, uh, yeah, it gives you a, I think it gives you a liberating feeling because it kind of resets the bar. It tells you the truth. It says, hey, guess what? It takes time. And if you're not there yet, don't give up. You know, so if you've interpreted it as an unmotivational, it just must be because maybe you're not understanding the intent of the message. Does that make sense, Julie? Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and you know what? We're open to questions and comments, and we email with clients, and we call clients and listeners all day long, you know? So that's part of what we do. We're here for you guys. So we just want to be very transparent. And if you have any questions, conundrums, or concerns, timandjulieharris.com, timandjulieharris.com. So there you have it. So I'm ready to jump in if you are. Yeah. Well, we do. We have a killer topic today, guys. I love this topic. Julie did a killer job writing it. Fifteen crazy obvious truths we forget too quickly. This is a great show, but I want to touch on one other thing. So we've, I've also received, uh, I don't know, six or seven emails from people, listeners, you guys, who are asking me about the fact that they have jobs and they're thinking about getting into real estate. And because everywhere and everyone you talk to tells you to quit your job. And you guys are like, why are you not telling me to quit my job? And here's the very simple reason why. And I want you to, it, like, you guys, if you, if you become long-time listeners, and long-time listeners will know this, we are from Ohio, okay? Julie and I have been married for 25 years this year. We are nothing if we're not practical. And so when we face a question like that, yeah, we see the, believe me, we're optimistic. We're, you know, maybe we're, we're just like, we can see how, how there, you can have this incredible future, all these things. But we also, from having been coaches forever, we can also see there's unexpected things that come in life. And sometimes it's not, it's not your own personal life. It's, I mean, in terms of your household or your own situation, it's the economy. You, we've all lived through some really tumultuous times, and there's every reason to believe that we'll be living through some more. We might be in one now. I mean, so, you know, when you look at things in a different perspective, a broader perspective, I know some of you, like, again, we, in real estate, the last thing you want to do is encourage people to have a, uh, a full-time job and work in real estate uh, part-time. But my suggestion is to the industry and the rest of you that you're actually probably going to get a better quality real estate agent who has a full-time job because they have financial security. So a lot of you guys who are thinking, who are part-time or and wanting to be full-time or who are having jobs and thinking about getting into real estate, if you've never had a commission job before where 100%, where you have no salary, where you have to cover all your overhead, where you have to do all these other things, um, you need to seriously consider the ramifications of that. And some of you guys are like, oh, I've always had this dream and I've always had this whatever, whatever. And I respect that. I do. Julie and I are just like you in that way. But here's the thing. If you've got a mortgage to pay and you've got mouths to feed and you've got responsibilities and things and things to pay for, is it really the smartest move for you to throw out your financial a job that gives you financial security that probably gives you health insurance 
to basically say the hell with it. I'm just going to basically go sell real estate and throw your lot to win, even though you've never had a sales job before, even though you've never had a 100% commission job before. It does not. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm not trying to discourage you. What I'm suggesting you guys do, we're giving you the advice that hopefully your mom would give you <laughs> or your grandma. You know, be a little bit more strategic in how you go about doing it. Do both. Don't give up the other thing. We are unquestionably in some financial uh, – the economy is going to be in some financial uh, you know, uncertainty. There's a lot of things happening that have never happened before in the history of our republic. You know, crazy things that are happening. We're not economists. We're not going to talk about all those macro things. But what we are going to suggest to you is if you have a job, don't quit it. If you have a job that gives you health insurance and security – do a better job at the job. Make it so your boss loves you and will never want to quit you, fire you. Make it so that if the, the if the, his business or her business starts to slow down, you are the person that they would never consider letting go. And then do real estate on the weekends. Do real estate in the evenings. Work real estate transactions at the office where you work. We have had, and I've featured them on this radio before, part-time agents – but by definition, they're not working in the business 40 hours a week. Maybe they're working 10 or 15, right? So they're part-time by everyone's definition, make and out-earn the average agent. The average agent in the United States, according to the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, I think, earned $45,000. Okay, that's before expenses. That's before taxes. That's before health insurance. That's before business expenses. That's before gas. Yeah, that's before, before, before. Yeah, so reality is they earned half that. So there's some numbers for you guys. Keep that in mind. That's the reason that we're, we're – look, it would be wonderful if this was an industry that attracted, you know, full-time people that had, you know, uh, great educations that were whatever. But it's not going to happen. So if you are one of these listeners right now that's hoping that we're going to tell you to say, the hell with your job, walk out, you know, have your Dolly Parton moment and tell your boss to, you know, take this job and shove it, ain't going to happen. We're not going to tell you that because it's not the responsibility, the responsible thing probably for you to do or for us to tell you to do. Now, if you're a single person and you have only got to feed one mouth and it's your cat and you have virtually no debt, you've got Depends nothing to lose. Cat, Go for it. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. Depends on how hungry that cat is. Okay, so hopefully right. we're kind of covering some topics that you guys seem to have in your mind lately. Let's talk about it. Look, if you guys have any comments, questions, or concerns, email us directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. So killer topic, my love, and let's get to your first mm-hmm. point. All right, you got it. So the topic is 15 crazy obvious truths that we forget too quickly. And I had a lot of fun uh, digging out all of these uh, points and I'm going to try, and I know you will too, to make them not just great points, but practical, tactical, and applicable to your daily lives, to our listeners. And we'll help you sort of digest this and do something about it. So 15 crazy obvious truths that we forget too quickly. Number one, you have the power to control your own destiny. Your choices are a reflection of your character. That's something to underline and realize that that's a daily thing to digest and to live by. Your choices are a reflection of your character. Choose who you want to be and live your daily life according to those rules. The power is yours. We try very hard as a coaching organization to get everybody out of, you know, it's not my fault, something's happening to me, it's because the market's hot or because it's not. No, it's up to you. You make your own market, you make your own financial decisions, you make your own daily scheduling decisions. You have the power. And once you accept that, here's the challenge. That also means you have a lot of accountability. 
and I think, Tim, I suspect that that's why some people avoid this particular point and kind of forget it and move away from it is because by having the power and accepting that that's a fact, you also have to be accountable to what it is that you want out of life, and that can be challenging sometimes, at least on some days. Well, you're touching on you're touching on the series of shows we're doing next month. Uh, next month, by the way, guys, is get your ego out of your way month. That's what it is. So listen to the radio. You'll love these points. But your point is, I think, revolving around the fact that if you find yourself not taking responsibility, no matter what happens, and I give this example, um, and I think it's, it's extreme, but it makes the point, you're in the parking lot today. Some lady, you know, bumps your car when she's pulling out, leaves a little, nobody's hurt, no real damage, just a little mark on your bumper, no big deal. We won't even think of it tomorrow. But, yeah, it happened. Are you a victim? Well, I mean, your car is, right? But are you a victim? Well, by the modern definition of victimhood, yeah, man, this lady hit you. You didn't do it. She pulled into you. Her fault. Well, where does that get you in your thinking? What happens as soon as you accept that you were a victim, that something happened to you? Just think about it. Then all of a sudden, how did your thoughts change? Then all of a sudden, how do your actions change? Oh, you're on the phone with the insurance company. Maybe you're firing a cop. You know, maybe you're having an argument with her. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And then it goes from one thought to the other thought to the other thought. Um, so, guys, don't give yourself the luxury of one negative thought. But in addition to that, start by saying, no matter what happens to you, even in my extreme example, right, but no matter what happens to you, it's your fault. If you just say that, what that instantly does is unplug the ego who loves to not take responsibility. It's not my fault. I'm a victim. That's your ego. So if you were to say, no matter how extreme of an example it is, it's my fault, I created this for myself. Okay, how, Tim, all right, you, what are you talking about? Okay, well, you chose to go to the store when you went to the store. Your fault. You chose to park where you chose to park. Your fault. You chose to basically have your bumper stick out of the parking spot the distance that it did. Your fault. All those things. So if you go back and you actually think, yeah, man, there are a lot of moving parts there that actually could make you culpable to the fact that this lady. Now, I'm giving you an example, showing you guys how to shift your mindset about things. And when you do, you'll start feeling liberated from the egos wanting you not to be in control of your destiny and accept uh, this whole, you know, cultural belief that we all have to be victims of same some, you know, outside something or another. Something so happening just share to that you. thought. Yeah. Let that right. Let that thought bounce around in your mind. So Julie, I'll read point number two and you can explain. You Perfect. only have so long okay, point number two, you only have so long to live the life of your dreams. Well, so here's the thing, Tim. We all have expiration dates. It might not be stamped on our arm, although when I was typing this I did remember a movie that you and I watched where it was like a barcode. I don't know if you remember this. It was like a digital readout of how many, I think it was how many hours or how many days you had. And somehow oh, yeah, you could yeah, yeah, exchange yeah. time with, Justin, with people with by doing something. Yeah. I can't remember. It was with Justin but, Timberlake. Yes. Justin Timberlake. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah. 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 So what if we all were walking around with a digital readout, this is how long you've got, and you could affect that by maybe making some better health choices or by being a nicer person and you would see that you were increasing your time on this earth. Somehow you were rewarded. But because we don't have that readout at a glance on our arm like they did in the movie, well, you don't know your expiration date. What if you did know what that date actually was? Here's the question. How would you live your life differently today if you knew how much time was running out on you, because it's just a fact. That's how it goes. But what would you, you know, be taking action on? Go ahead. The interesting paradox of that question, Julie, 
is that you would, if you guys knew that, say, sometime in the next 50, 60, you know, I suppose we have a lot of millennials listening, so it might, you guys might just, your, your generation <laughs> might have lived like 100, exactly, I don't know. But sometime, if you, but if you knew what your term date was, right, just like the milk and the cooler, you knew when you were going bad, here's the interesting <laughs> thought. Not only does that make you more aware of the finite amount of time you have on this planet, like say for example, you're, you, let's say you're 105 and you're, you know, blessed by every breath and you're lucky if you have another, you know, week. Okay, let's just say, well, you, that person with that extra week is going to look at how they, their time utilization different. But if you, no matter how youthful you are, if you were to decide that you know you know what your term date is, it's a mindset thing. And let's say it is 100 years from now, the same exact psychological impact that that. You know, 105-year-old knowing they have five days to live, the same exact psychological impact happens. Try it, okay? I am listeners. There's over 100,000 of you listening, and I'm going to now bless you guys with 75 more years of life. Boom, you all have 75 more years of life. Some of you are going to be very old and crotchety realtors. I sure as hell hope you don't have to door knock when you're 122, but there you go. Okay, so you're going to be 75 more years. Now, does that mean you're going to piss away and waste time now? doesn't, does it? Because now you're faced with your own mortality, time, even though it's 75 years in the future, seems so much more, so much more precious, so much more finite. Isn't that fascinating how that, that effect of it? Julie and I discovered that a long time ago. Yeah, it is. It's a change of mindset. Because what it does is it reminds you how precious every breath is, every day is, no matter how shitty it is, no matter how many assholes you have to deal with, no matter anything that goes on. It reminds you what an unbelievable gift life is. No matter how crappy of a day or a year you're having, what your financial situation is, what your health situation is, even anything, the fact that you're alive is the ultimate blessing. Now, having that mindset with the uh, previous one, you put those things together, isn't it just for a moment, isn't that almost, it's almost magical how you feel your inter- internal energies shifting away from the things that were just giving you stress, which, by the way, as we're going to be talking about all next month, we're mostly ego crap that your ego likes to create for you to worry about. Your ego is the creator of all your worries and all your problems. It likes to look for problems. Your ego is the thing in your mind that likes to go from problem to problem to problem. You guys remember that game in the 70s or 80s, back before there were video games? Yes, Tim and Julie are dating themselves, called Whack-A-Mole. <laughs> <laughs> you're I was at the toy? fair too. Yeah, I remember going to the fair and you'd have a big hammer and and the game was go whack a mole. Yeah, whack a mole. Exactly. Right. I mean, Some can, of us, that's what the day looks like, right? Yeah. Well, it's because our ego is always manifesting another mole to whack. That's not that's real. That is something you're manifesting. That is absolutely your ego's desire to keep you in a place of worry. That is a voluntary thing. That is a learned behavior. If you don't like that, unlearn it. Don't just accept the fact that you have to be miserable like that all the time. You don't. Point number three, my dear. Point number three, this is a big one. Being busy is not the same as being productive. In real estate, productivity, in other words, things that lead to your income, productivity comes from generating leads, following up on those leads, pre-qualifying them, presenting negotiating and closing. I always add lather, rinse, repeat. If it's not on that list, you shouldn't be doing it. Being purposeful is more powerful than being busy. 
And it was interesting, Tim, this morning when I was uh, taking Rosemary to her doctor appointment, I was listening to part of uh, The Ego is the Enemy and the interview with, uh, at the end with Tim Ferriss and um, the author Ryan Holiday. And they were talking about how you can get addicted. You know, they were talking about the concept of being a workaholic and that we all have that concept that that just means you're working all the time. But they were also talking about being a busyaholic that you always have to be doing something and the difference between being busy versus being productive. And I think, I can't remember which of them, wherever they live, I think it must be Ryan because he was talking about, uh, well, one of them lives or lived in Austin. They were talking about when they were in Austin, they had goats in their front yard and that he had come home after a very stressful day of of creating busyness for himself. And he stopped and looked at the goats in his front yard and, and said, those goats aren't doing anything. They're just standing there, and it, it caused him to, to take pause and say, they're not ramming each other with their horns. They're not climbing on anything. They're not eating the grass. They're just, it almost looks like they're meditating. And he thought, you know, maybe that's okay. Maybe I don't have to be addicted to busyness all the time. And the thing is that the more productive you are and the more purposeful you are, and this is a hard thing to swallow in real estate because we're addicted to looking like we're busy all the time. But being purposeful is more powerful than being busy, and you actually have more time when you're purposeful than when you're actually busy, if that makes sense. Let's make that reeling in yeah, my goat analogy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know. It's so awesome that happens in Where Austin. I came from? Guys, from 10 minutes from our front door, literally, we know somebody who has zebras. Uh, behind, near where we live, there's a dude that has, I'm not making this up, a, uh, a, a camel. Um, a uh, long a longhorn, which you see those everywhere. Uh, and then what's the other thing he has, Julie? A an bison. emu. An emu. An and emu. I think one of the neighbors said there were bison for a while around here, too. So yeah. you just never know but what's here's the funny, hidden in the hills. <laughs> but here's the funny thing. The camel and the longhorn actually has two longhorn. They hang out together. They're like buddies. I mean, it's the, it's the most yeah. hilarious thing. Only in Austin. I mean, you, we, when we drive to like Costco and whatnot, we drive past these really, really tall fences that are out in the country, and then we always have made note of them. Like, why is that fence so tall? And then we drove by the other day, and this guy's got zebras, and he's also got what the frick, Julie? Remember those African things? Like <laughs> they're like things. gazelles or something. Yeah, cause I don't know. Yeah, like That's a whole bizarre. freaking herd of them. There are like a hundred yeah. of them. And it's like, what is going on here? Well, you know, here's the <laughs> anyway. Here's the funny thing about uh, animals in general. We look at them and we look at them in their sort of meditative states, and we assume, well, we're just superior creatures to them. We somehow have, you know, a better understanding of life, or maybe they do. You know, I know. <laughs> maybe they do. Get something you know. figured well, out. Well, so anyway, guys, we're we're going to continue on this topic tomorrow. One thing we didn't remind you of is if you have yet to fill out that form that's on your mobile device, your cell phone, or your your iPad, we're going to get to probably two more points here, guys. So stay tuned. Please go ahead and do that. We would love to have you guys consider being one of our coaching clients. We've got a coaching program that is really revolutionary in the industry. We truly believe that. Um, What it does basically is it provides 80% of the value of programs that have traditionally cost you know, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars per year. You know, somewhere, and, and for basically, you know, ten percent of the cost. And so, what we want you guys to do is seriously consider uh, becoming a, a coaching essentials program uh, enrollee. 
And it's really simple because every single one of you can be approved for the program. Literally, every single one of you are already pre-approved to get into this program, assuming you use the student approval program. All you got to do is fill out that form. Just by completing that form, we're going to give you those six free books. Now, I've got two guys that are literally sitting by the phone waiting for you guys to fill out that form so they can call you right back. They want me to remind you that they're going to call you right back. So when they do, make sure you answer the phone. And they're going to answer all your questions. You guys can – and this is not – this is a real coaching program. You get four semi-private coaching calls per month. And then you get all the stuff that's part of Real Estate Coaching Essentials. In addition to that, you get a private one-on-one coaching call uh, per month. It is an enormous value, huge bargain. And the price, by the way, no payment for the first 30 days, is only 99 bucks a month. So there it is. You guys are all thinking about what am I going to do to adjust with this adjusting market? What am I going to do as things continue to you know, shift in my market? How am I going to learn about the other things that are necessary? Well, we just told you. So, Julie, one more point, maybe two. You got it. So point number four, and again, we're talking about 15 crazy obvious truths that we forget too quickly. Point number four, success is unlikely without failure. It's okay to make mistakes. It's not okay not to learn from them. Learn the lesson the first time, integrate it into your upgraded self, and then move forward. The difference between a master and a beginner is that the master has simply failed more times. The master only achieves higher levels of success because he or she has not given up. Avoiding failure keeps you stagnant. Embracing it moves you forward mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and financially as a result of that. So again, success is unlikely without failure. And this is something we talk about in Coaching Essentials, Tim, is really having the right expectations and knowing statistically when you're talking to people what is the right thing to expect. If you're just dabbling in expireds, for example, and you call three and you didn't get anybody on the phone – a lot of agents would translate that as failure. Well, it's not worth doing. After three calls, really? Would the master of expireds, whoever, you know, and there's lots of you listening to that right now, would you guys have given up after three calls and deemed it a failure? No, you wouldn't have. You would have powered through. Now, tomorrow, you try and call 10, and you actually speak with five, and you set two appointments. Well, is that failure for the three that didn't schedule, or is that a victory for the two that did? It's all about calibrating and looking at how do you translate failure, because there's a lot of drama in real estate where it's not actually failure, but sometimes there actually is. You lost a deal. You failed to save that. Well, does that mean that you're just burned out on real estate? You don't want to do it anymore? Well, no. Success comes from failure. Success comes from failing over and over and over. A lot of people say you have to fail 10,000 times at something before you finally get it, right? So I don't think the numbers are quite that bad in real estate, but some of you guys try and make it out to be. It's focusing on the victories. Go ahead. The the show we did yesterday on the, you know, 16 millionaire, agent millionaire facts that you probably will be stunned by or whatever the title was. Mm Mm-hmm. I think point number, I don't know, 14 was that the average millionaire in the United States, now I did find this one amazing, has declared bankruptcy three and a half times. Now yeah. I found that in two different amazing. I found that in two different reporting things. So, you know, I think that's incredible. I do, I honestly mm-hmm. do, but there you go. So there's that. Now I'm gonna sh- this here's the problem, here's the challenge that all of us have in life in general, but also in this industry, this industry in particular. So you guys are, you know, what we're essentially telling you at that last point was basically, you know, you got to you know, do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. You got it right when you decide or feel like quitting, 
when you're trying to convince yourself that it doesn't work or whatever else, sometimes that is the very tipping point, whereas if you just push a little harder, a little further for a little longer, then you're going to have a breakthrough. And that's the very thing that keeps so many people in mediocrity, where they always just feel like they quit all the time. They always feel like they don't actually get anything done is because they quit too soon. Now, I'm going to caution you, though, because there's a flip side to that. And this is the thing that sucks about a lot of the stuff that's sold to realtors right now, anybody really in general in life. You could very well be beating your head against the wall trying to accomplish, some, trying to accomplish your success using something that just doesn't work because a lot of the stuff that's being sold out there is gimmicky. It doesn't work. It's easy button stuff. It's stuff that basically is told that will solve all – you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. And so what happens is you'll start – doing this whatever it is and then you know you're going to not get the results and you're going to keep on doing you keep on doing and keep on doing it until you basically just burn out and you get out of real estate that's the problem when you guys are on the wrong path so yes you have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level yes you have to push through the breakdowns so you can eventually have breakthroughs all these things are true but you got to make sure you're on the right path in the first place otherwise you're just going to keep on walking in the wrong direction Somebody told me this a long time ago. I've shared this with you guys before, and it is so true. Two things. There's a difference between quitting and quitting while you're ahead. There's one. You guys should just toss that around. But here's the other one. We are all raised, especially those of us from middle-class families, to believe that when the going gets tough, the smart get going. I mean, that is something that I probably had on you know, the chalkboard at the uh, elementary school or whatever. That's something. That, but that's not how rich people think. Rich people know that when the going gets tough, the smart leave. So what happens is they get to the point where it just isn't worth it anymore, where they realize, opposed to me working and using all of my precious energy on this planet to try to make this thing work, I'm just going to say the hell with it and do something else. When the going gets tough, the smart leave. If you guys are on a path right now with the thing you're doing, with the mailers, with the this or the that, and you're not getting results, Maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it sucks. Maybe it's not you. Maybe you have done your best effort. Maybe there just isn't a pot of gold at the end of that rainbow. So give yourself a break. Open your mind. Be a little bit objective. It's almost impossible for anyone to admit they made a failure after they're on that path. It's difficult for us to say, any of us, because it goes back to Julie's original point about character, to say, you know, maybe I didn't do enough homework on this. Maybe I should have done some more research. That's the reason, guys, the core of our coaching program isn't about one thing. It's about learning how to generate leads from multiple spokes. It's most importantly showing you guys how to generate your own leads so you don't have to buy them. It's about showing you how to scale your business but not give away all of your profit. It's about showing you guys how to save and invest without basically thinking you have to essentially sacrifice your life for, the, for uh, financial security and health. A lot of the things that are being sold and told to folks just don't work. Otherwise, guess what? Last year we would have had a hell of a lot more than 500,000 mil, uh, new millionaires, single-digit millionaires. You know, maybe we could have a lot more millionaires a lot faster if basically people were just to start thinking in terms of, am I on the right path or am I not on the right path? And if I'm not, you know, if I'm on a career path or if I'm trying something in my business, if I'm doing a, you know, I say direct mail because some of you guys will start doing direct mail and you'll do direct mail and you'll get one or two little tiny leads. Maybe you'll get a transaction and that transaction covers your mail costs for the past two years and you tell yourself it worked. It didn't work. It was a huge failure. Know how to think like a business person so you guys can focus on the things that are actually going to get you the results that you deserve to get. If you feel frustrated because, uh, you know, here it is, you're this time of year, and maybe you're ahead of your goals, you're behind your goals, you're, 
you know, whatever, wherever you are, realize the fact that what got you here are the decisions that you made yesterday, six months ago, a year ago. So if you're not pleased with the path that you're on, let it go. You know, when the going gets tough, you know, the smart leave and choose a different path. That's okay. Just be strategic about it. Guys, if there's ever anything we can do for you, just email me directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Anytime for anything, guys, email us directly. Have a fantastic day. We'll pick up where we left off yesterday with 15 crazy obvious truths we forget too quickly. Talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.